So 34 years ago, we were married. So <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> uh, but just, you know, on the verge of stepping over from 66 to 67. <laughs> so I thank God. But I want to tell you, every year, every year after, you know, my 18th day that I was born, it is his provision, it is his life. So I don't fear anything because I happened to die when I was 18 days old. My grandfather, who was also a pastor, a central pastor way back in Kerala. So he also saw this child for 18 days and, uh, you know, because of some sickness, I just passed away. But my, that was way back in 1957. And after shutting down the eyes, closing the eyes and covering the child, my grandfather left to fix for the funeral to prepare the small coffin and everything. It took him quite a few hours to come. But my mother would not give up. So I thank you for the, I thank God for the godly mothers here. Okay? It's not just what you see, it is what they carry. Everything that comes out of them comes out of their bowels. When a child just rushes somewhere and a car is coming or something, it is out of their bowels. You know, in, uh, in uh, the Jewish people, the emotion, their language, you know, in their language, they say bowels, you know. So it is to be valued, you know. The, the ones who take carry the generations. So my mother would not give up. She said, Lord, if you give this child back, I will just take care of him like a maidservant. I will never own him. I will give him to you. But I will tell you something. This she used to pound into me and tell because she had made a commitment with the Lord. But I told her that was your experience. I need my experience. So in my school days and like 13 years of age, I started small trading. Because I knew if you want to live in this earth, you need some money, isn't it? God made some gold provisions to his son when he was born right in the manger. And even before Adam, Adam, he was put into something. Before even God finding him a helpmeet, you know, chapter 2 and verse 15 says that he taught him business, you know. And he told him, you know, first before you start manufacturing, go find a market. You know, that is in 2.15. So these are the things, you know. Uh, so I told my mother, you know, I need my experience. But it was... Quite a few years later, 1986, 17th of March, I had a personal encounter with Jesus. I went into a room sometime and something happened. And I came out completely changed. It was like the DNA of Jesus came in. It was totally different. My mother says, you know, looked at me, I said, you went like this, but you came like this now. The next day, I go to my, you know, we had a few partners, we are doing some manufacturing business. So one of our partners, you know, his younger brother was the black sheep of the house. 
So you would find fault with anything. You want to have a miserable experience, you let him sit two minutes with you. But this guy, as I entered that house, he just looked at me. That surprised me. He said, there is a grace on your face. Then you can imagine what was before. So, I said, how could this guy know the Christian word grace? So, that is the difference that God has called us each and every one to make whenever we step out into the world. The confessions that you made right now, the proclamations that you made, it is so powerful. It is not about age. Even the little one, let me tell you, uh, I don't consider a little one as a little one. Even a three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old as a little one, no, no, no. If God can look into his face, seeing what he will be in the aftermath, we should follow the cue. Otherwise, we are going to miss big things. So... <clears throat> That's why I told my mother, you know, I need my experience. So I had it. And then it was a journey. I don't know that somebody didn't tell me that I have to preach the gospel or do something. I didn't know how to preach or something. I still don't consider that. I can sit and chat with you, have a talk. But, uh, but anyway, um, this was something burning, you know. So I used to, Whatever, in those days, 1986 and all, I used to go to Faridabad, visit IBL, India Bible Literature, buy truckloads of tracts and the gospel portions. Then I am going to my office. Whatever, whether it is a bus, whether it is a car, whether it is a scooter, I would stop where people are and just give out this. When I am on the bus, I remember that I used to, you know, from the rear door and look at people, stand there for a few minutes, it was those days, you know, smoking was allowed, chewing betel was allowed. So, and I used to listen and I used to think, Lord, if you come right now, how many of them would ever make it to heaven? And I would, that would grieve me because I would find, find no one. And tears would start falling and I would give those tracts. So those people would look into my eyes, tears, and they would receive it. And by the time... I finished giving to everyone. My stop would come. I would get down and I would say, Lord, at least one from this. So because that was all I could do. Then fast forwarding to the time when we getting married. I was, my father and me, we were visiting Trivandrum, Kerala, where she was, my dear wife, Shirley. So I thought I'm going to find a wife for me to look for her but then Lord what is the benefit your kingdom will have from this man so I again took a backpack filled it with the literature and I thought you know at least 22 bogies into 72 more than 1500 people that would be and some would get down some would grow maybe close to you know 2000 so that was a good idea so I had a pack of this got into the train from here Delhi to Kerala, I went to every bogey and I gave to each and every one. Finally, now I'm getting into Trivandrum, met her, I had the confirmation. 
but if you permit me not to make the long story short i can tell you i was sitting in my office past 30 30 31 years and a desire came into me for the first time okay now i should get married so i realized philippians 2:13 says that he puts his desire into our hearts so that we can make it our own will and so that his will will be fulfilled perfect will shall be fulfilled in our lives so i got down knelt down and i prayed i said father i'm not telling this to my biological father or my mother lord prepare a help meet for me in jesus name amen that was the prayer and you know no within seconds i heard this word it is done but it is done was in malayalam at those, in those days i didn't know how to speak you know or read and write i till today i don't know but i didn't know that was the language i knew the less the least at that time and i was laughing at the humor of god and you were speaking to me in that language but anyway when i heard other i it is done i got up and i sat on my desk you know what my marriage is over chapter closed case settled <laughs> now i have a small vehicle i am supposed to take it for a servicing i have a 10 am appointment the next day i know how to keep appointments but then it is somebody is holding my arm i am not able to go quarter to 3 245 i literally looked on my hand who is holding me why am i not able to leave a little after i was released i go into that place where you know to get my vehicle this thing released uh, serviced then there is a pastor who has come from 68 kilometers away at that time and he sees me and he shouting oh man where are you man i don't have your address or anything i have a proposal for you from pune and that's how we went to kerala and now met everything coming back there was something that he was telling me you have to leave now the next day but the plan was okay if you can you know if you have time stay for 2 4 3 more days i said okay but then there was some urge it was not thus said the lord but it was just a little nudge of the holy spirit so I don't have a ticket for that day. I packed up my bags and I called up Apachan meanings the you know father's elder brother said I'm leaving. And now the train Kerala Express is standing this is right there. And uh, the family also comes we are talk, talking and chatting you know elderly person I honor them very much. And at that time the train started moving. I was little into athletics so I thought okay this is some 30 kilometers per hour I can run and get into it a little calculation so I said okay bye and I ran and I got into one of the bogies people were you know hanging on that I was the last one I have a 26 inch you know in those days that aristocrat suitcase and this baggage you know backpack heavy with full of literature now i am hanging like this the train left the platform 
and I'm seeing the poles coming. And I had a little flash in my mind, in my own imagination, that I will come down and I will crash and this is my last day. Because the strength in my this arm was just, I couldn't hold any longer. No one was going in. And this was just, it, you know, it was, I was just about to fall. No more, I couldn't hold anymore. But right at that time, a hand came over my hand. And it was so physical, it was so strong that it held over me. And I'm looking, but I don't find, I don't see anything. But that speciality was that out of that hold, a warmth and a power, a strength came through me till this place. Then a pneumatic pressure took the shape of my body behind. And I could feel the pressure, the, the, the wind body, the, the pneumatic body just behind me, like a die cast. Just behind me, exactly to the contours of my body. And then bent me and pushed me inside. And that is where I got up and I said, oh, you have give, given charge. You are angels over me. I said, but there is something in that when you look into Psalms 91 verse 11, it says he has given a special charge over you. A special, E-S-P-I-A-L, over you, amplified classic version, A-M-P-C, to accompany, to defend, to preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. Amen? The word of God is conditional. So whenever we step out of our house, if we can say, Father, thank you for the angelic host that you given charge over us to keep us in all our ways. Thank you for the angel of the Lord that encampeth around about us. That, you know, delivers us. And that, thank you, Lord, you have preserved our going out and coming in this time for Tulevamon. But make sure that you always follow the course of service and obedience in his service, whatever you do. And you know, the thing that gave me a great joy was when I was coming in, I was told that on weekdays, this place is used as an office. There is something that is going on here. And Sunday, it is dedicated to him. Amen. So it is a walk, a pathway of service and of obedience, in obedience. Amen. So <clears throat> that is what happened on 6th of April, 1989. We got married one month later. So thank God for all these days. Wonderful Jesus. And I thank God for this privilege to be here. But one thing that God put in my heart to share with you, you know, that is to be a generational thinker. Whatever we do, we should have an oversight, an overview of that this is going to last for generations. It's not about me. Any blessing that ends or just re revolves around you, no, no, no. In my language, in Hindi, I call it different, but in English, it is selfishness. And I call that the mother of all sins. But in Hindi, I say, ye shaitan ke saas ka naam hai. 
name of devils you know mother in law but blessed mother in laws i don't i have a great heart for them i loved my mother in law as my own mother not less at all so they are great gift from god we have to realize so <clears throat> a generational thinker and i would like to just you know share a bit in david's life some where i heard that david was a good king but not a good father that made me look into the bible i found something was great somebody was greatly mistaken a man who could influence impact his generations yes absalom is was different the other one who want to kill you know solomon that was different he was only following the course and the leading of the purposes of god because he knew that solomon your son he took hold of his finger and imparted something in his life what is the secret how could this man impact empower a life like that of solomon it was like he didn't preach honor your father and mother or anything but if we go to the book of first kings chapter 3 from verse 5 i was you have this verses here yeah in any version if they have the amplified classic that is so beautiful first kings chapter 3 and verse 5 onwards it says the lord god appeared to solomon at gibeon and said ask what you may but can you just have a look at your screens or your bible the fifth verse in a dream by night and god said ask what shall i give you and can you just look onto the answer that solomon is giving he says you have shown great mercy to your servant david my father because he walked before you in truth in righteousness in uprightness of his heart you have continued this great kindness for him that you have given his son to sit on his throne as it is this day seventh verse now oh lord my god you have made your servant king instead of my father david and so on my friend solomon what was the question come on what you know they say carpe diem seize the day oh come on with you know you know that everything will be granted you can have the world you can do anything it is god the creator oh the originator the one who has intended everything who is our manufacturer he says ask whatever you may come with your 127 it list it is nothing i will do it he is not a man to lie he is not a man to say and not to do it there is a guarantee his government his word his he, he swears by his own name there is no doubt or a shadow wherever he is does not solomon know that 
But then what is he professing here? He's singing about his father. What are you saying? Huh? You have shown great mercy. Yes, mercy cancels judgment. He had a right understanding. We cry for mercy. And that mercy cancels every judgment. And we walk free. And we are set on a course to fulfill our destiny. To be a generational and impactor. Amen. He says, you have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth. What are you saying, Solomon? In righteousness? In uprightness of heart? With you, O God? Solomon, I have a question. You have something, you know, is not right. What is your name, Solomon? Who? What is your mother's name, Bathsheba? Even later, many places... God the father calls Bathsheba the wife of Uriah. Don't you know that? There happened to be a man called Ahithophel. He was an advisor to David. There was something very special, a connection if you go back into the history. It is this man who found, spotted the talent, the gift, the warrior, the extraordinary thing in Hittite, the Uriah. He liked him so much. But he was an Hittite. He knew that David would never accept him. So he bought one of his relatives, Bathsheba, and got married. And the day Uriah was slain, deep within his heart, he became the enemy of David. My friends, whether we are a family person, or we run a small shop, or we have a corporate, or we are having a ministry, Always be very vigilant, very sober, and have an in-depth spiritual and win your wisdom and knowledge of the people around you. Who are they associated with? Whatever it is. If David was careful about that, there would be no Absalom. It was 2019, the month of December, the Holy Spirit revealed something for the churches. He said, it is what the Lord said, the Holy Spirit, the Lord of the harvest, said two spirits, one is Absalom and one is Jezebel. This the enemy is trying to release. But the way I find here, no, 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 there is no place for him. No, 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 in any churches, no, no, there is no place. Because when God warns us, gives us a pre-warning, when it is revealed, that is cut off. The very legs are cut. The, it is taken away. And the churches advance. Amen? So this man would have taken not left any opportunity with Solomon. He only get, could get hold of Absalom. A little bit of ambition, a little bit, you know, something. But he could never get hold of him. You know why? Let me ask you. When somebody is sleeping, is it the conscious mind or the subconscious, or the subconscious mind that is active? Subconscious. No, 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 don't be mistaken. He was in the subconscious state of mind when the Lord came to him in a dream. 
Can you know the level of the honor that was there down, not in the conscious level, but it was so much deep down into the subconscious level of Solomon. When we follow Christ, our faith, our honor, our realization of our relation with our wife, with our husband, with our children, with our neighbor. Let it be deep rooted to the levels of the subconscious. I will tell you that you will ride over the globe. Everything would be under your feet. Amen. That is the level that God, the Lord, God wants us to be. Amen. Many things happened. Yes, everybody knows of the story that this man, he devised, he manipulated, he did something. David, oh, you know, the Urias murder. Just because he was afraid or something, he gave the very letter of his execution in his very hand sealed. And that man was so faithful. And that was why the loyalty was in his blood. He would not go, even in his drunk situation, he would not visit home. He said, in, not, not even in my, you know, good levels on my feet, but even if I am shaky, I will be loyal. Amen. And that man was executed. But his son, he says that he walked in uprightness. How many times? We are stumbled. We are hindered by the very ones who are so close to us. We allow some thoughts. We don't even know how this creeps in. Without even knowing, we just act. One day my wife, she was not at home for a few days. I was alone. I had a few clothes to wash. I was sitting in the bathroom, washing. I washed my clothes, rubbing the cuffs and the collars in a very good way. But I saw my younger brother's shirt lying on the hanger, so I just took it. And I took it, and this is what I did with the shirt. All the other shirts I was rubbing and did it so good. And the moment I did this, I said, Lord, I asked me, this action does not conform with the love and the feeling that you have heart for your brother. How could this happen? I stood there. I sat there for 20 minutes. I wanted to find out. I checked myself. Do I love my brother? Yes, I do. Why did I do this? Did I read the word today? Yes. I went back one week, yes, nothing to boast about. Two hours, two and a half hours, I had already spent. Is there anything wrong, you know, sin or anything missed? I went back again. I didn't find any major things like that. But I would not leave. I said, Lord, I want to know what is it? And then I came to the point, as I stretched my hand to lift that cloth up from there, there was a voice. He said, oh, I said all day. Just put it like that. And I didn't even think. This was just so close to me. It was like my own words, my own thought. And my hands did the same thing what that word came in. 
beware. Let us be vigilant. Let us be sober. Let everything be deep-rooted so down even to the levels of our subconscious that immediately that will spit out, vomit out something of this if it comes even a strange thing. This is the thing that the enemy has. This bodiless entity. He has a little thing. What? Whether you like it or not to plant thoughts into your mind. And if somehow you have a practice over the years he will train you with little things. If we have somehow opened, we won't even know. We will just say, yes, yes. For no reason, we get so mad. And the, the dear and the near one, he comes home. What happened? Nothing. For no reason, there is no interaction for some time. And both of them have some Good misunderstanding, not knowing what is happening. My friends, there is somebody who told us the lover of our soul said, told us through his spirit, be vigilant, be sober. I said, oh, oh you are the one. Huh? He said, I said, I took that back. I put the soap in a good manner. And I said, Yadik, Yadik, Yadik. I love my brother. You know what I did? It was 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 to 6. It says, after having done everything, the revenge. Amen. Has somebody done bad with you? Buy a bottle of some juice or some, you know, uh, I, I was not saying whiskey anyway. Uh, <clears throat> some juice or some cake or something, go and present. A wonderful man of God who saw many dead raised. In 1980s, late, I knew him closely in the villages. 35,000, 40,000 people. On the trees, on the ground, there was no stage or anything. Only that metal, one, two big, you know, those, what do you call that? Speakers, loudspeakers. Dead being raised. Everything happening. He had a small camera. In those days, 1980s late. One of his believers, he came and borrowed that. And after six months, this pastor needed because he was going for some program. He went and he said, brother, can you just give me back my camera? He said, which camera? What camera? When did you give me? This man was a good muscle man in his day. He was a wrestler. He was a security officer at his time. He knew how to, you know, take care of four at once go. He said he twisted his muscles, everything, because he was the pastor. He came back. And the whole week, it was that man in the dream and the night every time. Sunday, the crowd and everything standing. He preached the best sermon. Everything was happening, the voice, the pounding, everything was fine. But not a leaf would move. No demon would leave. No healing would take place. He came back around 5, 6 o'clock. Laid before the Lord said, what happened? Jesus, what is this? After three days, the Lord answered, you want me or you want the camera? He took that camera, went back to him. That means he went back to the man who had the camera. He knows. 
and that believer came out and he said, hey, you came again? He said, no, no, I made a mistake the other day. I don't own anything. When did I have my camera? God bless you, brother. Oh, this man came back with a, such an anointing. Oh, miracles are dying. Oh, come on. The same Holy Spirit and something. Right after my encounter with the Lord, 1986. A few months later, you know, there is something that I cannot stand. Even today, it you know, really pricks me. That is hypocrisy. <laughs> I don't know if you know the real meaning, you know, how much, I don't know. But this is something. Just can't you say what you have inside? Just can't you say, no, no, you know. No, you know, like this. Come on, give it to me straight, man. So this guy had something else here. He would turn and say something to other, then turn this side and say something to some other. One day, after watching it for two, three days, two, three times, I got very mad. I really got mad and I scolded him like anything. I didn't hit him or anything. It was another believer and he was full of the Holy Spirit. And when I see the power coming upon him, it was not acting. On his knees, he was lifted up like, you know, one, 12 inches at least above. And he would just, you know, he was just going around all the place. And I used to honor him very much. When I saw this was not matching, both. I gave him good scolding. Now I am coming back home from the church. It was like I became empty. I don't know. No, there was no one to teach me. It was like I became like the old man. I said, what happened? So I didn't know anything. So I want to see if the Holy Spirit has left me or not. So I tried speaking in other tongues. So the other tongues was not. Anya Bhasha was there. The other tongue. We said, oh, Holy Spirit is here. Nothing was left. But when I came home, it is the same thing like the old man. Nothing of his presence. I don't have him in this. I couldn't understand anything. After two days, three days, I could not bear anymore. I just turned on my bed and I just wailed. I said, Lord, I don't know what is happening. It is like that you left me. I don't feel, I don't have your presence. I don't have that warmth. I don't have that enveloping thing that I had. Right at that in, in a flash, you know, I saw 1 John 1, 7 and 1, 9. I said, Lord, who am I to scold him? Forgive me. And I cried, I wept. And right at that moment, like a flood, some floodgates opened. Oh, I stood up with full of joy. Oh, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Oh, that love. Oh. If I get that guy, I just want to hug him now. I got it back. There was something then I learned at that time to walk with him, you know. It is, this is something. We have to be careful. Let all this go into our subconscious level. That is something when the preaching comes out. That is the time when it comes. When it comes out of that deep faith. It comes of that knowing that you have who he is. Oh, come on. Everyone sitting here will go out. Even if you pass a door. If you pass a roadside. Somebody will sit in that cafe and he will be shaking. And he will say, what happens? Whenever this man, this woman, this little child passes. We, my chair always shakes, you know. 
This is what the Lord has called. The next level, the days which is coming ahead of us. Oh, this is the church empowered, carrying the presence of God that you cannot pass by a place without making a difference. Amen. And no one is too little to make a difference. No one is too small, ignorant or new or babe to make a difference. If Christ, he was never a babe. He is in you, in his manhood. He is there in his manliness. Amen. When Peter stood up, seeing the calming of the storm, he shouted, what a manliness is this? You know what happened? Have you ever seen a sea calm? It is not its nature. This man was totally blocked out. He was bored. He, was, he just it, it hit. It is not. Have you ever seen a calm sea? Nothing moving? That is what happened that day. If you are the one who has the same Jesus within you, you will pass through and you will calm everything that brings turbulence. Not just in your life, not just in your family, not just in the place you work. No, everywhere. When you go into a cafe, you go into a restaurant, things will shake around you. It is not possible that people will not know you. There is something very different. Amen. You have called and separated to impact the generations. Amen. David, Abraham, they were all generational thinkers. You visit some countries. There are certain roads and pathways, you know. The flyovers, the, the bridges, they are so low. The trucks won't pass. So one day I asked somebody, what is this thing? Why? He said, no. Our forefathers who designed and hundreds of years ago, when there were no big trucks or anything, they saw our generation. They wanted to keep this road private. Okay? It was 100, 200 years ago. Those people, they plan the city in such a way. The highways will be on that side. Our children will abide. They will reside. And only the private. You know, the cars that can go under those bridges will go. They were generational thinkers. They didn't see this happening. You know, the later days of big trucks and carriers. But then they left peace for their coming generations. We have to think. We have to plan. We have to move forward. Everything what we do, even if it is a hot tea shop, think about the generations who will come, who will partake of that. And in that ship, they will always meet Jesus. You know, let that happen. Amen. You find David. You find Abraham. God came down to him. We know the famous verse. Genesis chapter 12 verse 2 and 3. Then we read. Yes, I am going to make you a great nation. So that you will impact nations. I will make you a great blessing, a source of blessing. That you will not keep that blessing to yourself. You are going to release it. And through you, I am going to bless the entire generations that come. That mandate is still valid. It is still functional. 
It has not found an end. We are the ones, the seed of Abraham. Does not Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 when we read say that we have been blessed with the same blessing. To carry on and to pass on the baton. David, I don't know how this man, I'm so much, you know, David and Paul. These two personalities. One here. But this is man who, who you know, who lived. He, he, he passed all, you know. He, I don't know how he, David is living in also in the New Testament. You know, Jesus also quote. There is no one who didn't quote him. David. David said, Lord, he said to my Lord. You know. We find that so common. Abraham, 12, 2, as I will make you a great nation. No, no, it is beyond you. It is beyond you. It is beyond you. It is beyond me and you. Whatever we do, the blessing we have, if it is just limited to this circle, no, no, no. There is something wrong. We have to change our thinking. We have to look forward. It is about the generations to come. Right after that in chapter 18 of Genesis, God comes down to him. Verse 18. I think. Oh no. Okay. So Genesis chapter 18. Can you help somebody help me with reading it loud a bit? Genesis chapter 18. Any any version, no problem. 18. Verse 18 and 19. See, come on. See, this is how God sees. Once he has spoken, he sees that happening. There is no doubt or any shadow or turning. It is done. So are we. Amen. So we have to be careful what we are speaking over our people, our children, our generations, our nation, our city, our authorities. Because what we speak, that is what happens is tomorrow's news. Amen. We should be so aware of the nations. There are, you know, uh, anyway. <clears throat> so, you know, when I see live, I have to... There is a devil who wants to see the destruction of nations. Because there is something going to those directions. No. But the church is the empowered entity. The most powerful body on the face of this earth. Which controls what you proclaim. What we decide here. It happens. Amen. It is just one word and everything turns. And that is the authority that he has given. Authority is over you know, dunamis. It is over. There is an energia connected to it. To bring it to happen. It fuels. The exousia rules over the power of the enemy. And he has given us the exousia, the authority over all the power of the enemy. In Hindi we say, Sab! All the power of the enemy. He has given us the authority. He has given us the remote control. What we allow, 
is allowed. What we don't allow is bound there. In Jesus' name. The name that is above every other name. Nothing above him. Amen? So, he's saying, for, read that again, yes. Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. My question is why? Why? Come on, let us interact. You're wonderful people. Let us interact. Why? Because God spoke in the previous chapters. Very simple. He said, this is how it is and thus shall it be. See, he say, this is how we should address our generations, our children. Our spiritual sons and daughters and our physical. This is how. I know. Because we said once. And that is what will come to pass. We should have that faith. Let it go deep down into our subconscious levels. Come on, read it, sister. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. How many nations? How many nations? All the nations means all the nations. So we have it here. Come on, right here in this place. Can you just rise up whenever you are led to do so and proclaim blessing on those nations, release those nations and everything which is in, you know, empowered or planned against the plan of God, original intent of God will be taken away. Amen. This is not just air I am releasing. If you know deep down there, things will happen. You will rise up with dreams and visions that things are happening. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, read it again. Sister. Yes, read it. Come on. Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. Mm -hmm. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Yes. Before I have For I have known him. Doesn't he know us? Yes. But how much have we permitted him to know us? That is the question. My dear, you know, wife, dear husband, dear brother, dear sister, you know, but dear elders. How much have everyone permitted them to know you? That is the level of our relationship. Amen? Come on. For I have known him. Yes. He knows that he will command what? Suggest? Advise? Coax? No. He will command. As the Lord himself. His generation. God is saying, because you are a generational thinker, I am going to bless you. If you can read down, it says, come on, come on, yeah. Yes, the same verse, yeah. 19. Yes. In order that he may command his children yes. and his household after him. Yes. That they keep the way of the Lord. Yes. To do righteousness and justice. Yes. That the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to 
Do you realize? The reason that you are a generational impactor and you will be a generational thinker, I will bring about my word in your life. Amen? The reason that God is going to bring about the blessing upon your life because you are going to not just stop it with you because you are going ahead. Yes, God says, ah, this is the man. This is the woman. Ah, come on. I will release the entire blessings, the entire thing. I will open those doorways for him. Amen. Come on. Pastor Sam, will you put all your money, which won't give any return, or which will only go to a little huh, distance? No. You will choose a person. You will choose something that will go a long way. Amen. If that we know, it is somebody who is our father who put in our lives. Always you will want people. You will want things which will go a long way. And God wants us to be a generational thing. Amen. Okay. Proverbs 13. And verse 22. Proverbs 13, verse 22. Okay, a, a good man, wise man. This is the amplified sister. Just I have it here. No. A wise man, a good man, in brackets, amplified classic says a wise man. A wise man leaves inheritance to his children's children. What inheritance? In the amplified classic version, in bracket, it says, of moral stability and goodness. Amen. Many times, many people, when we read this, they say, okay, I have to leave all my inheritance and not leaving anything to my God, all right in the name of my children. That is what 13. No, no, no. It is about a moral stability. It is about a moral goodness. It is that the ways of God will be released into your next generations and the Lord will open the doorways. Amen. Hallelujah. See, this is something is bigger than me. It is bigger than us. It is not about me. It is not about us. It is about the generations. Hallelujah. Remember, long before we were born, he has written something in his book about us. Amen. We can only download it if we walk with him. And nothing is designed small by that mighty, by that wonderful God. One little Abraham, he chose from somewhere. He empowered himself. He had his private army. The king said, you know, you are so wealthy to his generations. The kings of the nation are addressing a nomad, his son Isaac, saying you are so big that you will simply swallow us. We are afraid of you. Isn't it a good thing to say something about our generations to come? Come on, tell somebody nothing less than that. Come on, tell somebody nothing less than that. Nothing less than that. That is how. But the question is why? Why should he entrust that to you? Come on. Abraham was a tither at that time. Let me make this statement. The statement of tithe is one proclamation, one proof that as human beings, we profess that he is the master of all and the steward. Yes. 
in practical terms when i pay my tithe the statement i make the declaration i make i acknowledge that you are the master of all i am the steward of what you have entrusted me this i bring in honor of you amen and that is what abraham learned okay when he said blessed abraham you know blessed him you know uh, adam i bless you you multiply okay you be producing okay then then you know uh, you increase okay and then you have dominion that is you know take authority and you have dominion otherwise somebody else will rule your affairs okay come on that is what he empowered him with but then why the blessing it is for generations abraham knew that and in malachi 3 and everyone knows that in 11 i tell you i was praying one day and i was reading judges chapter 6 when i came into this this was not in the notes but you know judges chapter 6 verse 11 says gideon every they did not even fodder for the cattle but i find him in the next few verses 13th verse he is sitting there and harvesting wheat i closed the bible i said there is something lord give me the key there was not even fodder for cattle leave alone the food or the grain or any other vegetable there is nothing left even for the cattle not even waste of a thing how come this fellow is sitting and harvesting wheat that was the question i said lord give me the key give me the key give me the key and the lord said holy spirit said son read malachi 310 i said who doesn't know malachi 310 three times he pounded on me read malachi 310 read then uh, you know uh, un- i know eh? i just read that but my eyes fell on malachi 311 he said anything that comes as a devourer i am going to rebuke i said come on gideon was a tither i said lord one day i will serve you and i will have the ministry among this people lord that you will guard my field as you did that day i learned that tithing is the protection of the field that god has given me hallelujah people ask me don't you have attacks don't you have problem what could i tell them i can simply say where you tithe you have car breakdown refrigerator breakdown ac breakdown come on be a tither he's promise i will rebuke the devourer for my own sake he says nothing shall fall down from today onwards let this go deep down into your subconscious level this tithing bring security to my generations abraham made sure that i will protect it is just not about earning how about you gather the harvest you have to procure you have to secure it for the next generations to come you know for the nations amen so that was one thing that key i got and since then you know as a believer i would take this 10% you know the tithe and also add something to it said i am not so smart oh lord you have your mercy you did you were so kind to me you bless me so much i do that i run if it i don't have anything you know a scooter or even a rickshaw i would go to the church and give that you know what i used to say in my mind lord i was to regret lord it's only this 10 or 20 or 25 that i can give the rest i have to use it for myself and all that will go really to the waste drain you know 
what you eat goes your cloth cloth goes your paper goes and this is what i said to myself only this is something that will have eternal returns yes. amen i used to speak that self muttering to this this you know and regretting that i cannot you know i have to use that for myself i know god gives us that so that we can take care of our expenses but this was my attitude let that be our attitude you are going to see the blessings and the elevation of your generations amen hallelujah when you put your house of god first so you know you know why he really uh, um, uh, you know uh, david he attracts me there is something in the economy coming ahead but then joel 13 it says tell e your children and let your children tell their children and their children another generation can you count it let your children tell their your children tell their children and their children another children another generation which is yet not there amen is he, he is counting on us for this okay and then when many people go to the grave without passing on the baton baton second timothy 22 says what second timothy chapter 2 verse 2 get the hand over the things to come on sister and No, you can just read it. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, mm -hmm. commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Yes. So we have to find able ones, whether it is our corporate, whether it is our home, you know, whether it is a daughter or a son, to run things the way God has trained you to do, because they will never falter. they will stand on firm foundations amen my dear brothers and sisters can you know something psalm 71 and verse 18 oh i love that word very much psalm 71 and verse 18 david is saying oh lord god when i am gray headed and old and gray headed do not permit me to go to the grave until i have declared your might your power to the generations to come like my brothers and sisters take it to the depth of our hearts and say lord not before i see my grandchildren no 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 not because that that farm house that i have to build no 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 that one dream i have you know from my very childhood of that toy car no 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 it is till i until come on impact the generations to come hallelujah this was the burning of his heart this was his desire and we find the son solomon whom he took by the finger and that solomon writes i was taught by my father he taught me he said keep your your my words into your heart he wrote this proverbs if you go and read in at your home you know uh, proverbs chapter 4 you will be you know amazed from that verse 1 to 23 24 he says i was so dear to my mother i was so dear to my father how was he so much loved how can he love a man whom somebody stole his mother come on 
a little example I gave, I was washing clothes. There is in this atmosphere, you know, there is some entity empowered to release those things. Be sober, be vigilant. We are not going to attract anything which doesn't belong to our Lord. Yes, magnet, it draws iron. We are those magnets, you know, which draw only things. You know, if Airtel is designed not to receive anything from idea, how can, how can we pick up other things? No, we are not, that tower is not designed there. See, everything is here, right here in this room. In this atmosphere, there are all these going on. Messages, calls, you know, so many things here we don't see. But how is it that this tower only picks up that? And that tower only transmits that into your phone. If you are connected, how can we be distorted or distracted? It is not going to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. He knows us. He knew Abraham. And we know him. Amen. So he is crying out. And then this man brings about in First Chronicles chapter 22, verse 5 and 6. Sister, if you get it, read it aloud. Read it loud. First Chronicles chapter 22, verse 5 and 6. He's saying, My son Solomon is young and tender. The house that is to be builded for the Lord God must be how? It should exceedingly magnificent. Oh, come on. This generational thinker, the burning thing, desire in his heart is the house of God. Tell somebody the house of God. The house of God. That is something that is eating, the zeal, everything. Okay? And it says, so, so, David made what? Abundant preparations before his death. And then he is passing on the baton. In, chapter, in the verse 6. Then he called for his son Solomon. And charged him. The charge of the father is to build the house for the Lord God of Israel. Amen. Let that be the burning of our heart. I'm going to tell you, give you a secret. If that be your desire and the burning of your heart, there is something that will happen. The earth will open up to give you the hidden treasures. You will say, Pastor, okay, but what is the proof? Come with me. The same chapter. The same chapter, 22nd, and the verses, if you can read, 14. Indeed, I have taken much trouble yes. to prepare for the Lord, uh, prepare for the house of the Lord, mm. 100,000 talents of gold and 1 million talents of silver and bronze and iron beyond, beyond measure. Remember that word beyond measure. Come on. For it is so abundant. Mm. I have prepared timber and stone also. And you may add to them. Okay. He's not leaving it there. It is beyond measure. But he's not saying, come on, you don't have to worry about anything. Your papa has done all. No, no, he's saying, come on, you add to it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. That is the words of a generational thinker. Okay. Do you know how much is this talents? Thousand? No. This is 3,750 tons of gold. How much? 37 lakhs. 
50,000 kilos of gold. Go down and it says 1 million talents of silver. That is 37,500 tons. It is 3 crores, 75 lakh kilos of silver. Come on. I was a businessman. I wanted to put little and make big profits. I, I did that. I said, even in the ministry, I said, I will do this much, but I want this much. Of souls. I said, Lord, no sleepless nights, nothing, little effort, but I want hundreds and millions of souls. Okay? Come on, tell somebody, be a generational thinker. Tell somebody, no, 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 no small things happen here. Come on. No small talks. See, I'm not just motivating or anything. Can you read the quantum of this? My question was, there were no machines at that time, no refined things, nothing. No, no JCBs or, you know, the, the, the mining equipments or anything. No purifying things, you know. I have been to Mandala. I have seen the copper, uh, you know, the places where they make it. I, I saw those rocks being broke. I saw those big, you know, churning things, you know, bigger than this room. And those pounding those rocks. I know how it goes. I know. And I was imagining how this could happen. And in our mind, we say, no, no, it is not possible. There is something wrong with the figures. I don't believe that. My question was, how, Lord, from where did in the earth, how did this earth give? When there is a generational thinker. When your heart is tied to his heart and when you have a vision, Lord, it is beyond me. It is your house of God. It is your house of God. Oh, in my will, not only just for my children, when I go, retire and I stand before you, I will have something. When you see the you, my will prepared, you will ask, son, what have you left for me? All for your children. No, David made sure that in his will, last will, there will be a little part for the father, for the one, for his house. Amen? Amen. This was the generational thinker. This is the one who, you know, whose son built the temple. He added to it. In his kingdom, silver became like dust. Nobody wanted silver. Nobody, silver, what is that? We don't know what it is. We only know gold. Huh? And now we say, precious metal gold. It was common in David's time. We have the same God. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and do some investments. It was common in those days. The earth gave. And the people gave. But now we dig it, but we hide it. <laughs> not in our homes. I'm not saying this. The companies. They have places where they, so that the prices will go. There is enough gold. Still, if it was then so much, there is enough now. It has only added nothing. But somebody controls that. You know, you control it. I'm telling you. The thing is, can we break open and we can think? Let it be for the right purpose. The Lord says you ask, but you don't find because you ask amiss. So you don't get it. It's in the New Testament somewhere, isn't it? You ask, but you don't get because you ask amiss. 
and it says you ask for you know that remember that mother-in-law's name you know that's selfishness the lord says that you you ask for that purpose you know? and you don't have it come on this is what we learn from david oh, yeah. oh come on he this is what he says this is says come on and you know what in one version it says in the 22nd chapter 14 with great trouble with not easy it was not easy for me in great trouble we are waiting for some easy things to happen so that we can give into the temple of god Oh come on it was in great trouble not little trouble in another place he said david was greatly distressed but after that distress in sam in in samuel first samuel chapter 30 verse 6 says he was greatly distressed but he encouraged himself in the lord but the 18th verse and the 19th and the 21 22 verse says that david brought back everything more than what he lost he brought even the others and he is giving it to the kingdom of god amen he is bringing him back for the temple hallelujah let that be your vision let that be our desire let us be generational thinkers what about our generation let us lead a life that is righteous let us lead a life that is of integrity i tell you i saw hypocrisy when i was a little boy i kept away from the church for a long time not because my father was a pastor or my mother was something no i know that i was being raised by from the dead i know that i have a calling from the very childhood i know it but then what what i saw in the church people saying what they don't practice and things i told my mother i am better than them my non christian friends are better than them i said that but i was not that mature then but now i know how is it happens and that is why i was sharing these things about a strange word that comes and we let our actions conforming to that no no it is not going to happen we will arrest that we will take which is not we will not attract anything which is not from our father we will not jesus said what he heard jesus did only what he saw his father doing and we will walk on that path i know that there are generational impactors sitting here i had to make sure this message before i released it and i was asking the lord and night as we were praying from the mouth of our daughter this word came and i said thank you lord generational amen it was that i pounded i said yes lord Amen. We should have double confirmations before we go in. No, no, we are not. No, we will scatter, but we will not take chances. The time is short. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, tell somebody. I am a generational thinker. I will impact my generations. When you say that, don't look to yourself. It is only when we make ourselves available. we say yes lord and it is going to happen it is only our willingness it is only our surrender it is only bowing down to that purpose if we will live a life to of integrity even in the in the heathen kings there was a man called abimelech when god came down it was abraham who lied but god was trying to slap him 
Abhimalek, you. He said, no, no, in the, in the integrity of my heart, I did this. He said, it is that. Yeah, God said, that is why I kept you from sinning. If we lead a life of integrity, our generations will be kept by him. Amen. Let us pursue that in life of integrity. Let us pursue that life of uprightness. Let us pursue that life of righteousness so that those things will be deeply etched into the subconscious of our generations. Let them know that above all, Abraham understood the meaning of covenant. He said, okay, you want my son? If he doesn't belong to me, we have a covenant. And Father God, he said, because you have done this, I give my son to you. It was the same region of Moria where Jesus was crucified. That Golgotha, go down into the history, look into that. It was the same place, even physically. Amen. He's a God of generations. No one sitting here today will see their generations without purpose. They will fulfill even if you are married, even if you are not, even if you are on the course of receiving, you will see abundance in your personal life, in your family life, in your ministry, in your work. No doubt. Amen. It is because of the word of the Lord. Amen. It was way back December 16th, year 2023. Years. 23 years ago, one evening, a Saturday, 6 p.m. This is what the Lord said. Wherever you go, I will do this. I have seen this happening. Right after that, even four days later, until now. Please believe his word. It is nothing to do with me. That's why I have the audacity to proclaim that before you. Amen? No. Take hold of that. No one sitting here will lose even an iota of your generations. No. And today, let me tell you this. The ones that you see worst in your relationship, in your relations, in your extended relations, they will be so impactful. They will come back with great power. I am the proof of that. Amen. I told my mother, I want my experience and I went my way. But 1986, 17th of March, if I had a personal encounter, your generations will have encounters after encounters. Your life and the life of your generations will never be the same. Amen. Amen. Can we just rise up to the feet? I just want you to pray for me first. Amen. Will you just stretch forth your hand and pray for? So that what I preached, what I shared with you, it would be implemented in my life, in my generations. Pastor or anyone, as you wish, please pray. Please pray. Please pray. Father, we, we thank you for your presence that is over here right now. And Father, we bless your man of God your man that's here representing you and we thank you lord for with the boldness that he has spoken the word we thank you lord father we release your grace and favor upon his life grace and favor oh increase upon increase and the hand of the lord that is upon his life protecting him Thank you, Lord. Father, we receive, we receive from that impartation. Thank you, Lord. I pray, O oh Lord, that you will bless him, his family, his, his ministry, his everything that he has. In everything that he does, he shall prosper. Everything that he does, he shall prosper. We thank you, Lord, for the calling that is upon his life.
oh that you chose him before the foundations of the world to be not just to be a blessing for his generation but to the next and to the next generation we give you glory we give you honor oh lord we thank you lord we excited to know that his ministry is 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 advancing for your kingdom advancing for your kingdom going forward going forward more faster accelerating accelerating acceleration i speak acceleration in the name of jesus yes lord we thank you in jesus name we pray amen, amen. see <clears throat> as i was coming here there is a fire that god is releasing upon your lives and that is going to fuel you as generational impactors amen you are going to make great differences no you will never leave anything what you touch unchanged it is bound to happen there is nothing that can stop that if you believe you raise up your hand i'm just going to pray a word father it is you your word says that you are a consuming fire and out of their belly shall flow father let it be so even as hebrews 12:29 even as lord father i just thank you let it be so let it be so lord 12:49 of luke let it be so father in the name of jesus christ of nazareth let their lives never be the same father that they will carry that fire yes. and lord they wherever they go they will make a difference they will come back with testimonies the testimony of jesus will be the spirit of prophecy that will go a long way father each and every one lord empowered by your fire it is you who said hebrews 17 you make your ministers oh flames of fire flames of fire flames of fire lord you are imparting that fire right now wherever they go they will carry that impact and lord they will release and they will not leave until the fullness and the completion of every responsibility that you have given lord each and every one fulfill their destiny and there is no turning back for anyone they are set on a course and they will fulfill father i thank you and i release that here right now they are generational blessers impactors and transformers thank you for this so god and in the days to come the lord is going to give you both many many new ideas which was never birth ever and you will bring forth that and it will be key major keys followed by many many churches in the days to come father i thank you for handing over those keys to him and the authority of the word of god that spirit that that lord sword that is coming beside your servant father i thank you the anointing lord in the lord tri dimensional supernatural force of music let it be so to cut across every realms father i thank you bless this congregation thank you for your servant even as they together prayed for your servant and your maid servant i give you glory i ask in jesus name